Back in 1976, the Eagles released their greatest hits LP. Included this one, of course, Peaceful, Easy Feeling. It became the best-selling album of the 20th century and still is, to my knowledge. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester of Talon Wealth Management. You know, Mike, the Eagles are still on tour as of right now. I haven't recently. It was before Glenn Fry passed, but I did get right. a chance to see them in concert. Have you ever seen the Eagles live? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Great so show. when to see it was. I by the time I saw them, the crowd wasn't quite as enthusiastic as they <laughs> were probably back in the seventies yeah. uh, and eighties. But easily one of my favorite bands. Uh, I mean, the just Eagles. the musicianship yeah. in that band. I know. Yeah, fantastic. Now off stage, I've always heard that they don't really have the best relationship. But you know what? As long as on stage, it works for the rest. They of They faked us. it pretty good exactly. when I was there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you don't want to fake it in many areas of life, except for if you're performing. I mean, I guess you get through it for that. But when it comes to quitting your job and not working anymore and finding out how you're going to pay yourself from the 401ks, IRAs, mutual funds, ETFs, pensions, TSPs, whatever it is you've done to save for retirement, that's not something you can fake. You've got to have somebody take all that stuff, organize it. Guess what? That is actually a portfolio already, but you just have to get it organized and figure out how that's going to happen. And that's what we talk about here on the show. And Mike, I want to address something that The Motley Fool recently acknowledged. They said there's no single right way to plan for retirement, but there's plenty of wrong ways to do it. And one of them <laughs> is forgetting about how taxes are going to affect your post-career income. Here's the thing. We just talked about how a portfolio is really an accumulation of all your stuff, all the different mm -hmm. ways that you've saved. Yes. I've always been told that taxes will be lower after I quit working and I need that stuff to pay me. I guess mm -hmm. that's not the case. No, I, I really don't think it is. And it's confusing. I, I think it's based on assumptions, Kristen, you know, and, and assumptions can get us in trouble. So I agree that uh, there is no single right way to invest. There's no, there's no silver bullet investment that's just going to solve all your problems, right? Mm -hmm. Where there's nothing can possibly go wrong because we have things like market volatility. So maybe we want to do more conservative investments, but then with conservative investments, maybe we have inflation problems. And then we're talking about tax issues here. So the assumption, I think, for most people that they're going to pay less taxes in retirement is that they're going to earn less in retirement. Which, by the way, I have to tell you uh, a dad joke from my own dad. You okay. know how you spell assume? I can't really say yeah, it on the I radio, know, but it's in front of you and me. One, yes. So I that's why you I, can't assume. That's right. I almost said that, but then I realized <laughs> I couldn't say it on the radio. Our so, listeners get it. <laughs> they get it. We all know what we're talking about. But um, That's but why yeah. you can't assume. You really can't. So the scenario is, and people, I think we're busy, Kristen. I think we're busy with our ordinary lives, meaning I go to work, I pay my mortgage, I do this, I do that. Pretty soon my mortgage is paid off. Pretty soon I'm looking at retirement. And now I, I was making that assumption that my income would be less in retirement. But then I start doing the math on where my money's coming from in retirement. And all right, I've got Social Security, mm -hmm. check. Maybe I have a pension, check. Then I've got this portfolio, you know, maybe a 401k, 403b, maybe a IRA, joint account, what have you. Okay, that's that's earning money. Then maybe I even got an inheritance on top of that. I mean, all of these True. things, you start adding them up, the taxes start to add up. So I talk to people week after week that are making more money in retirement than they were making when they were working. Wow. 
And again, they made that assumption because they're not getting that check from the employer every single week or okay. two weeks or monthly that their income is going to be lower. And, and oftentimes it's not. And then the other hmm. consideration and thing that we have to be very, very aware of is the way that, that money is taxed. So in all the planning that we do, Kristen, we're very aware that there's different types of money. So the money that's in your, we call it qualified assets. It's the technical term. What's but that things mean? like Well, 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, TSP accounts. Okay. Um, money you haven't paid tax on yet, right? Gotcha. So I was making contributions. It came out of my income. I haven't paid any tax on That's it yet. That's the whole deferring strategy that we've been told to do. That's right. Those That's one of, one of the deferring strategies. Well, on those accounts, eventually you're taking distributions to supplement your income or frankly, and they just changed this with a SECURE Act, but at the age of 72, you're mm-hmm. forced to take distributions well, guess what? That's taxed as ordinary income, just as if you went to work and earned it, which means it's taxed at the maximum rate. The income that you're forced to take or that you do take from those qualified accounts then also can affect how your Social Security is taxed. And then if you've got a strategy that's not very efficient with your other investments, things like individual accounts or joint accounts, that money might be taxed as ordinary income. If you have short-term capital gains, it also could be taxed at the long-term capital gains rate, which currently is about 50, it is 15%, depending on how much uh, you had in capital gains. But Kristen, I'm rambling on. That's the problem. It's confusing. <laughs> right? Yes, there, because it's not something the so, rest of us have been focused on right, our entire and, career. And so this is how we get into this situation where taxes become a problem in retirement because just like I was rambling on about all of these different things and all these different sources of income and all the different ways that it's taxed, we can run into some issues. And the biggest issue that we can find is certainly one would be inefficiencies in portfolios and the way that they're invested. Okay. We want to be as efficient there, just meaning I want the highest rate of return I can get. I don't want to pay too much in fees, but if I can get the highest rate of return net of any fee I'm paying, but then also reduce the amount of risk, that's in our minds good for retirement. The next step is taxes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pay more in taxes than I have to. I want to pay my fair share, right? right? But Christian, we have clients all over the U.S. I mean, you have clients that are paying really high state taxes in states like California, but then on top of that, they're paying obviously federal taxes. And then in some states, real estate, there's some Mm -hmm. real estate things that have gotten kind of squirrely. And by the way, that's a moving target. Those taxes are changing. And so having a financial plan that addresses all of the issues moving forward, if you're in a situation where you're paying a lot in taxes, it means you're making a lot of money. So in some ways that's good. True. But you have to have an investment portfolio that addresses that meaning. And when we say portfolios, you know, our stuff, IRAs, 401ks, savings accounts, how is that money invested? But then you also have to have an income strategy that doesn't put you in a, to a problem when it comes to the tax strategies. And all of that goes into a complete financial plan. And I know I'm being kind of confusing right now, but I, with a face-to-face sit-down, let's just it's sit down. It's easier to take understand. A, yeah, let's sit down and take a look at your stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Find out where you are, build a plan around your stuff and what you need. And then have you walk out of our office with a, with a complete financial plan and just helping you understand all of these things. I find it easier to get written down, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to me rambling on. So <laughs> for anybody who's, who's listening, just give us a call and uh, we can do that for you at the office. Again, a portfolio really is your stuff organized. And part of that organization is how are taxes going to impact you paying yourself from all of those retirement accounts and investments when you're no longer receiving a regular paycheck at work. A complete financial plan, a CFP, gives you that insight. Speak to Mike or a team member off the air and have them set up that complete financial plan, a $1,500 value, complimentary. 
or click on guardingyournestegg.com to find out more. You know, we've all heard people say 60 is the new 40. It's the kind of thing we say when the significance of a particular age or number seems to change, and usually it's a good thing. Sometimes not, though. For example, a story in Fortune magazine argues that 3 million is the new 1 million. So, in other words, Mike, I guess a million dollars may not be enough for retirement anymore. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> well, I think it's going to depend on your situation, and I hate that word, it depends. I think I... Um Probably when my kids ask me questions, I answer it that way a lot. And then things get even more confusing for them. But, you know, whether or not a million is enough for you is going to depend on how much, literally how much income you need in retirement and what your income sources are. So the, that was based on an old rule, 4% rule. Mm. And the idea was, well, if you set a million dollars aside for retirement, 4% of a million dollars is $40,000 a year. So the question is, well, would $40,000 a year cut it for you in retirement? Well, for some people, it will, Kristen, if you add Social Security to that. For some people, it's not going to. So let's take a scenario. Let's say you needed $10,000 a month to cover your expenses. That means you need more income than $10,000 or more than $120,000 a year to cover your expenses because of taxes. Mm -hmm. So if we were sitting down and doing a financial plan, we'd sit down and we'd say, okay, well, you need $120,000 net of taxes. Let's say you're married. Each of you is getting $25,000 a year from Social Security. So there's 50 there. And then you've got a million dollars. There's, and you use the 4% rule, there's another 40. So you're at $90,000 a year in income, but you need 120. Well, simple math, a million isn't enough for retirement, right? You probably need 2 million to get mm -hmm. there. Kristen, it's a really important thing. A million dollars is a lot of money. $500,000 was a lot of money. $10, right. $10 million is a lot of money. I mean, everybody's situation is unique. And that's why financial planning has to be structured to your specific situation. Is a million dollars enough? It could be. Do you need $5 million? Maybe. I don't know until we sit down. But walking through the financial planning process and actually having a written plan is extremely helpful, we find, to individuals. So if you want to give us a call, we can do that for you complimentary. And go to guardingyournestegg.com if you prefer to connect from there. And stay with us to find out why it's vitally important that you don't underestimate the cost of health care when you stop working on Guarding Your Nest Egg with my cluster of Talon Wealth Management. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc.